This episode is brought to you by Feel Free from BotanicTonics.com. Feel Free is a small two-ounce shot made from kava and other ancient plants, and the feeling that it provides is incredible. It is euphoric. It gives you this sense of focus. It reduces anxiety, and it just puts you in a relaxed state in your body. Think of it as a plant-based magical elixir that can uplift your mood, increase your productivity, and give you the energy to do the things you want to do today. There are so many applications for when you can use Feel Free. A few examples are using Feel Free to get into a flow state before yoga, meditation, or exercise. People are using this as a kind of energy drink to go running for miles at a time. And it's also great for socializing. It just makes it easier to connect to people around you. There isn't this kind of background hum of anxiety anymore. It just really melts away. And that also makes it a great replacement for alcohol. So if you're ready to feel free, go to botanictonics.com and use promo code ZIAN40 for 40% off. Again, that's botanictonics.com, promo code ZIAN40, X-I-A-N 40, at botanictonics.com. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. What makes Sheath different is the pouch on the inside. Now this is a game-changing invention that completely revolutionizes the male undergarment. These are the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn by far. They've got amazing designs and styles, super comfortable fabrics. My favorite is the bamboo and also the V, which is a long leg athletic underwear that doesn't ride up and it supports you where it matters most. So go check out Sheath at sheathunderwear.com and use promo code TIMEWHEEL to save 20%. Once again, that's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TIMEWHEEL.
All right, we are rolling, and I'm here with Sky Cowens, aka Sky Life. How's it going today, Sky? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing great. <laughs> Honored to be with you today. I'm a longtime fan. I've um, been watching your channel over four years, and uh, I discovered you initially from the Wim Hof video. Um, I was very intrigued by Wim Hof, as many of us were, and. Uh, I thought you had like pretty much the best documentary about him and the experience of let's go to boot camp with Wim Hof. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Changed so, my life. Yeah. Crazy yeah. Experience. I'm sure. And, and I want to ask you about it in a minute. But uh, since then, you know, I've kept up and you have this really interesting storytelling angle of like, let's explore the fringes, you know, let's explore consciousness and what's possible on the planet, but in a fun, playful and kind of skeptical way, you know, like I appreciate how you're able to entertain the ideas, but not fully buy into it. You know, you, you, you very much hold, you know, a very mature uh, charge around all these things. But I, I love that you get to explore them because for people that are on the spiritual path, the awakening path, I'm sure it's so helpful. And, and it has been for me. So just really want to say thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah, wow, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to kick it off, I'm curious, when did this all begin for you? Like, when did the spiritual path open up? When did you start having questions and what's going yeah. on with these other dimensions of reality? And then how did that evolve into your channel? Yeah, so... When I was 15, I started practicing yoga and I don't know exactly how the idea came to me, but I remember I was a sophomore in high school and for my new year's resolution, I was like, I'm going to try yoga. And I told my mom, like, I have to start yoga this year. And I just had this strong gut feeling that I needed to try yoga. And I, at the time thought it was because I wanted to improve my strength and flexibility as a soccer player. I was a competitive athlete and I thought yoga would be helpful because I was getting injured in soccer, started doing yoga and it worked immediately. Like the physical practice did prevent injury. I never got injured again mm -hmm. after consistently practicing and I got so addicted to the physical practice of Baptiste power yoga at the time. Um, and over the years, as I just kept getting on the mat, it started to change the way that I think and the way that I see the world. Um, I remember a few months in, I had a download on the yoga mat to get out of this relationship that I was in at the time that was toxic, controlling, and just not good for me. And I had the download on my yoga mat, like you need to mm -hmm. get out of this relationship. And that kind of, it was an interesting experience. Cause like, I would just get this clarity when on the yoga mat. And I just knew if I went to yoga, I would feel better mm -hmm. and I would get clarity. And then when I started understanding how to really work with the breath and the pranayama practice in my yoga practice, then consciousness started to open up even more. Mm -hmm. And in college, um, I was a yoga teacher at the, the, university gym um at the time still like not really having dove into the philosophical teachings and like the depth of the practice but i just knew it was something i loved and then i did a 200 hour teacher training during university and 
it was a time at a time that like was really important for me because I had been going through um, depression and like just not feeling like myself during college specifically. And now looking back, I think a lot of it was sleep deprivation. Mm. Um, classically, like as a college <laughs> overachiever student, like I right. wasn't sleeping enough and I was angry and I was mean. I like wasn't myself. I was sad. I'm like, why do I like feel so horrible? But I knew when I would go uh, go to my yoga mat, I felt better. Yeah. Especially because in Shavasana, you're getting like deep rest, you know, yeah. after working your body out. And so it really just supported me so much during that time. And then during my teacher training, I had this epiphany. I was actually on track to go into the news industry and was like being trained to be like a television news anchor. <laughs> and then um, I had this awakening, like that is not your path. You know, you have to, you have to go in a different direction. Um, and I had such an awakening during that that teacher training where I started to learn um, chanting mantras and the path of bhakti yoga and like went deeper into the philosophy. And then it's like been in the 15 years now, it has been like the most consistent spiritual practice and it has awakened me in so many ways. And then because I stopped <laughs> the path into television news, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but I really want to still make videos like i love shooting editing storytelling reporting i loved all these elements of journalism i just couldn't stand the toxicity of the industry and the types of stories they you know they pressure us to tell and like the fear-mongering that happens in the news industry that was what was like sucking my soul so i just took all the same skills and then started making videos about what i was passionate about which at the time was health and wellness and like hints of spirituality. And that was like the early stage of sky life, my YouTube channel. And there's actually like an earlier version of the channel that you see now on YouTube. There was like an early version of that. It's like a separate YouTube channel. I started in college and that was like, no, <laughs> the videos were pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it was a, my first like experimentation in making these kinds of videos. And then I kind of stopped for like at least a year and a half, two years after school. And I worked in uh, mainstream media for like a digital media company. I worked for Buzzfeed during that time mm -hmm. um, where I was getting to make videos about like fun things. And it was, I loved it, like, but it yeah. still wasn't fully it, you know? Um, and then I was working for fitness brands and a YouTuber after Buzzfeed. And that's when I started my YouTube channel sky life really as a way to just like express the ideas that I had for videos. Mm -hmm. I was making all these videos for other people, but I had all these ideas I wanted to create and they were about wellness and spirituality and my curiosity around these different topics. And that is how I started yeah. my current YouTube channel sky life. And it's just taken me down this rabbit hole because it's <laughs> really been just an exploration of my curiosity and my curiosity has driven the entire process. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually I got really bored with like wellness stuff. Then I went to spirituality because I was like, Ooh, what are these <laughs> topics? And now I'm just interested in characters and spending time with the most eclectic characters mm -hmm. in the, you know, in this world. So yeah, it's been such a fun 
journey of self-discovery, really. Yeah, I love that. So were you editing, making videos, doing creative stuff before all of that college stuff? Or did you learn in college how to do it? I was. I've been making videos since I was like 14. And what were those? What were those videos? Maybe even earlier, because I remember going to media camp when I was like 12 and I was obsessed with it. Okay. And I would take my our home video camera and like we would shoot skits in my basement and plays. And, mm. I, and I would make like, yeah, I started playing around with like Windows Movie Editor or whatever yeah, it was yep, back same. in the day. And then in high school, I had a talk show on the local cable station with my friend Katarina. It was called Chit Chat with Sky and Cat. And I did the <laughs> editing for that. So it was like in Final Cut Pro, I was editing these little like segments for the show. Um, so I have been, yeah, I have been doing all this stuff for, for a while now. It feels like uh, just a passion that's like deepened <laughs> throughout the years. <laughs> Do you remember how you got your first camera? Um... Was it a gift or a family heirloom? I think or? My, my parents had like a home video camera and I just yeah, used same. that, you know, like the 90s, like little camcorders. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So much resonance with your story. I actually started when I was five years old um, Damn. <laughs> playing with cameras, but it was my dad's camera. And, you know, I would see him shooting family, like home family stuff. <laughs> and uh, I would just be like, can I use it? And then we'd make little movies and, you know, try to edit it which was just like rewind until the end of the last take and then record again right you know and yeah we got to retake that let's rewind and hit record again you know it's funny so <laughs> that's awesome i love learning how people come to like the kind of director role because really yeah. you know y you're a youtuber but really like everyone on youtube is a sense of a creative director mm -hmm. um you know it's a vision you're having that i want to tell this story i want to explore these ideas and these topics and you do it extremely well. So that's awesome. Um, Thank you. So some of my favorite videos of yours are around spirituality, meditation, yoga, psychedelics, which is, it feels to be a little, little bit of a newer thing, but I, I really loved your video about ketamine. Um, mm -hmm. But before we dive right into ketamine, I'm curious, had you had any other psychedelic experiences of any mm. sort or not really? Yeah. So I have really intentionally, uh, not stayed away, but like I've had a boundary around psychedelic, psychedelics and plant medicine because I just had this desire to see like how much I could deepen my consciousness with other natural tools first. Mm. And psychedelics is something I've wanted to explore, but it just hasn't felt like the time. Um, mm. So I have very minimal experience. Um, mm -hmm. And aside from like microdoses, but sure. I've intentionally not like entered that realm. Um, and the ketamine experience was like, yeah, that was really interesting for me to even do that. Mm -hmm. But I think there was many like factors as to why that that just lined up and it felt like the right time to specifically try that psychedelic right. medicine. So <clears throat> you practiced yoga, you practiced meditation, you practiced mantra mm -hmm. all, all before this. Were you getting into any type of quote unquote psychedelic states through those practices? I've been able to reach very much trance states where mm. I feel I'm in a deep 
trance and experiencing natural highs. Yeah. For sure. Especially with chanting mantra. Like I, when I sing mantra and you're over and over at first, I didn't get it. Like when I used to listen to Kirtan music in mm-hmm. yoga back in the day, I was like, why are they saying the same thing over? This is the worst song same. ever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then I didn't, I, and then I learned why and okay, it is a meditation right. and this is the history of it. And, uh, and then I understood like how powerful it is when I started doing it. But yeah, I have experienced trance like states. I've, I pretty rarely have like had psychedelic tr- trips or hallucinations mm-hmm. that has been like not really a thing for me. But maybe internal visions. Um, it's almost like a dream. It's like when I get yeah. into a deep meditation, I can start yeah. to see these images, almost these memories, but also quote unquote visions of something I want to manifest. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that that's happened times, several times throughout different spiritual modalities that I've tried. Like Um, when when you had the realization to break up with that person who you on the yoga mat, mm -hmm. you had an image in your mind, maybe Mm -hmm. it's clicking. Yeah, Yeah. that's what psychedelics do in my point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I've, I say, you know, taking some mushrooms is like, it's like a forced meditation. That's the mm-hmm. way I think of it. You don't have to work to get into the meditation. You don't have to sit for 20 and 30 minutes for your mind to still. It's like you're in a deep meditation and you're walking around. Right. You're like looking at trees, but it's like you're in a deep ass meditation though. You know, yeah. that's my view of psychedelics and why they're helpful on the spiritual path. Um, and since unlocking that, because I unlocked to that before yoga and the trance states that yoga can induce, um, I found that, wow, yoga is a natural psychedelic, you know, and that's why I teach yoga and I, and I love the practice. Um, but that's interesting. Okay, so I feel like you did have psychedelic experiences. They just weren't induced by psychedelics. Yeah, probably. I don't have anything to compare to. That's the sure. thing I haven't like done a lot of <laughs> right. that stuff. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, your ketamine video was very well done. And um I recommend anyone listening to this, maybe even pause now and go watch it and then come back because mm-hmm. it's so interesting uh, what happens. And mm-hmm. you really go into, you know, the history of it, how it's being used in mental health in America and maybe even the world uh, today. And you had your first experience with it and it was quite a powerful one. So I'm just curious mm-hmm. if you would tell us a little bit about, you know, like the background of like you know, the off camera conversation around you showed up that day, you took the medicine, what happened? You know, what were you seeing? What what were you experiencing? Oh man. Yeah. It's every video. It's like, we're cutting down hours of footage to this like 20 to 30 minute episode. So there's so much that happens beyond that, which is why on my Patreon, I have the extended versions because there's just so much. And even those are like cut down from like the massive experience that happens. So I was honestly really nervous. Um, I was questioning it like right up until I did it. I was like, is this a good idea to be doing this? Um, but I was in such good hands um, with this company, Wonder Med, um, that does 
um, yeah, psychedelic assisted therapy. And I, I was with like a doctor and a therapist. And so I was in such good hands. I felt safe in the environment. It was a beautiful environment, but I still was nervous. Um, and I remember my, my boyfriend dropped me off and he has done ketamine several times. So he was like reassuring me. Um, but when I arrived, um, they definitely emphasized setting an intention and I had my journal and was like taking time to actually journal out my intention and talk with the clinician and the therapist about it. We had like a huge therapy session before the actual medicine session Uh and then afterwards too. So Uh I was with a licensed psychotherapist sitting with me and that was like not even in the video that much, but that was like a process we did together before taking the actual medicine. And so I did a a lozenge form and it was a guided experience with headphones. So it's like beautiful guided music and guided meditation. So it's ketamine meditation therapy Mm -hmm. technically. Um, And that was really helpful. Like I would suggest anybody um, who's going to experiment in this, if it's right for you, because I wouldn't recommend it for for anyone, you know, Um, uh, is that it is like in a safe environment, it's medically supervised and um, there's some type of like intention and meditative guide. I felt that was so helpful. And Mm. then like 10, 15 minutes in, I really start feeling the effects of this. And it, w- it did feel, it was very dissociative. Like it is a dissociative in terms of the sensation is you, it is quite out of body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt a lot of cosmic energy and like cosmic kind of messages. Mm-hmm. And I remember also there was an instance where I did have what felt like some dark entity kind of energy appear. And I remember just saying very strongly, like I, this, I'm not open to this. You're, this is not, this energy is not welcome right. here. And it very quickly went away. Yeah. So I do feel that there, like, we need to remember that we do have some level of control as much as we need to surrender. <laughs> yeah. It's like a dichotomy of control and surrender. Cause we're co-creating the experience. And with our consciousness, we do have the ability to like, decide and choose but also we there is a level of you have to let go and just surrender and release resistance at the same time mm-hmm. and i just felt such a need to like move around and make noise that was yeah. my experience yeah it's like a cathartic release yeah. of sorts um yeah very interesting so <clears throat> would you say you had any visions in that experience <laughs> I, um, the, the visions I had, it was very bright. I had a blindfold on, but I just had just white light, just Mm -hmm. flooding my whole consciousness. That's what I saw. Um, but other than that, it was more feeling. Mm -hmm. Would you say there was any sense of like a unitive experience or a connection to humanity on a deeper level? I do feel that there was like a, just this, I was just feeling this so much beauty and oneness and like, wow, how beautiful it all is. But it's so interesting because even talking about it now, you so quickly like 
forget right away you right. know the wet fish <laughs> slipping right yeah. out of your hands yeah like even after like was that did that happen did, but it's that's kind of what i was talking to the therapist about afterwards is like oh my gosh when you come out of it you immediately in this reality in this like you know matrix reality you automatically are like oh that was just me on a substance but mm-hmm. then when you're in the experience it feels the most real potent emotionally charged thing ever yeah. so it's like well then what's actually real are we just constantly numbing ourselves every day and i think to an extent we are because it would be so overwhelming to live life in that state all the time <laughs> like our right. human bodies and minds can't even comprehend mm-hmm. the massive like thing that's happening here right. and I think that we, as a way to protect ourselves, because it would be too overwhelming, we just numb that part. Right. Yeah. And the reptilian mind as well is, you know, this survival mind. It it doesn't need to know all that. It doesn't need to know about the cosmic clocks and, you know, it's, (laughs) you know, it's not that helpful in that sense. But in a sense of learning, you know, a spiritual lesson, it is very helpful. And for myself in the couple dozen ketamine experiences I've had over the years, I always get this sense of samadhi. Mm. You know, are you familiar? You're familiar with samadhi. You've studied yoga. It's this like grand conscious state. Yeah. It's, would you, would you say you had any inkling of samadhi or you didn't really think about that then, but maybe now it seems like it or? Yeah, I guess I didn't know what, how to even describe it, but yeah, I do. I do remember and feel it was like uh, just this tapping into something so grand, universal, connected, and it was so beautiful. Like I, I was crying tears of joy mm-hmm. and wonder, and just it was so emotional because it was so wonderful. Yeah, that happened to me too with ketamine. I, I, yeah. I cried of the beauty. And that's just such a sacred thing. And I also, the first things that come to my mind is thank you, God. Mm -hmm. Just thank you. I'm alive. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Like some people need that. It's like so many people walk around in this like malaise where they're they're not grateful. Mm -hmm. And there's so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. There's like so much. The fact we're even here and get to experience even an emotion like pain. Yeah. Like we should have gratitude for that mm-hmm. because you know, like we incarnated to have an experience and once you're all and everything, you know, like once we die and we return to the source and it's all back to it's forever all whatever that state is, we're going to say, I want to feel something. I want an experience. <laughs> I want to get hurt. I want to learn lessons. And let's go back down. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those are the revelations that come to me on on that medicine. And in, in many psychedelics, uh, you know, I've tried pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. uh, something that happened to you, though, was light language. Um, yeah. For those that don't know what light language is, would you give us just a brief overview? Because you, you made a whole video about it. I know. And I didn't know if I'd ever see you do it again. But in the ketamine experience, the light language returned. Yeah, once it's activated, it's like it can't go. It can't. It yeah. just happens. It's so 
wild. Yeah. Tell us what light language is and how you learned about it. So light language, <laughs> let's see how I can explain this um, in a way that will make sense. Okay, so I had heard about this thing called light language that before I understood what it meant, I thought it was like, oh, these people are like speaking in alien tongues, pretty much like they're um, saying and claiming that they're speaking like a cosmic alien language, like their soul is from another planet, like they're a starseed, if you will. Um, they're from Pallades or Sirius or Arcturus, and they're remembering like the language of that place where their soul came from. Mm. And that's what I kind of thought it was, which I think it can represent that. But my understanding of it has shifted after having made a video about this girl, Heather activation vibration. She mm -hmm. speaks light language and she has vivid memory of, of being visited by ETs and like remembering she is Arcturian. And I went to go spend time with her because I was super fascinated by this. And I was like, what is going on? Like, are these people just crazy or is there something to this? I had done enough research on, ETs and UFOs. I had like made a whole documentary about UFOs. I had like read books about abduction stories um, hmm. and done so much research that I was like open to it being a possibility. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe there like really is something here because ETs are definitely out there and they're coming yeah. to Earth and they're messing okay. with us. So, so I go right into, it. yeah, <laughs> I was like going into it open but skeptical and. Heather um, told me some crazy stories about even like how light language saved her life one time. Mm. Um, and that the story in that video is like blows my mind. But then she was like, okay, I want to like try and activate you. You know, I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. You know, like I've yeah. never, I've never been good at language. Um, I don't even know what you're even talking about right now. <laughs> like, how, I, but whatever, just like I'll surrender to this. So she put me into uh, sound healing. So it was like a full sound healing journey just to get out of the analytical brain. Um, Cause you have to be out of the analytical brain to like channel at all. Yeah. Um, you gotta be in, into like theta brainwaves in a trance state. And so I went to, into the sound healing. Her cat, side note, her gorgeous like leopard cat healed mm -hmm. my knees oh, wow. in the sound healing. It was purring on my knees mm. the whole time. And then I felt like I had new new knees. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, it's a heal she's a healer. I'm like, oh wow. my god. <laughs> so that was just a side note. Um, mm. but anyways, then she starts like speaking in her language and i'm like you know listening and then all of a sudden after like a while like just me kind of just like meditating into it being open again i think for any of this stuff to work you have to be open like mm -hmm. if there's a wall it's it, it's gonna yeah. be really hard to like have an understanding of it so um yeah this like felt like a lump in my throat it's just like stuck and i'm like oh, i just mm -hmm. oh, i felt like this block in my throat and then it just erupted from my my core just like the depths of my core just started coming out and i was like oh, it was like word vomit mm -hmm. and, and then <laughs> it started spiraling into like this 
weird language, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds kind of like tongues at first, like same stuff they're doing Christianity or whatever. It's just like gibberish in a way, right. but, but at the same time, it's not because it's something that once you then get into it and then Heather and I in this portal, like she was speaking her language. I was speaking mine that was coming through me and we could understand what each other was saying. Like I could mm-hmm. understand the frequency of what she was saying and she could understand the frequency of what I was saying, but light language is not like, we do not understand on a human language level. Yeah. It's way beyond that. Mm. So anyways, I was like, what is going on? And it was super emotional. I felt like this massive breakthrough in my throat chakra, like just so much emotion. I felt it all come out of my body. I was like shaking Mm -hmm. and it just felt like a massive release of energy. And then what I was saying, I knew what I was saying, but the language was not English. And basically what it felt like is my feelings are being channeled into sound frequency that is beyond a human language sound. And it's like the essence of what is like the deepest part of what my soul wants to say and feel. And so that's how I understand it now is it's like your, your soul's unique expression via sound. Uh And yeah, maybe there's links to cosmic beings and alien stuff. I don't, I don't really know. I can't speak on that as much because I don't really know the truth of that. What I do know is it feels like my soul is channeling sound frequency and it does so in a way that feels so resonant and like so potent in my body and my soul Mm -hmm. and it transcends human language so it's a really a way to express Mm -hmm. and that's then what happened in the ketamine therapy session is i I couldn't control it coming out because Mm -hmm. my body needed to release it and my soul needed to to express it yeah it's super therapeutic yeah i relate to that for sure um and another thing about psychedelics and you know ketamine is it feels like it does give me some type of sense of the chakras you know it's Mm -hmm. like we can think about where the chakra is and almost feel the point in our body where oh my navel i can feel my navel if i tune into that but like i could actually almost see the colored lights you know it's like i could feel I could feel that energy and the chakras, the kundalini mm-hmm. rising, the spine, these type of things. And it makes me think that you are almost having like a kundalini awakening. And it once it gets to the throat, you have to express the throat chakra for it to rise to the third eye and, and, and to the, mm-hmm. the crown chakra and stuff. And then you are fully in this ecstatic bliss, mm-hmm. which is why I would say samadhi, because when you light all those chakras up, that's what happens. And that's why they teach it in yoga, you know? Yep. Yeah. You you think that's kind of on point? Yeah, I feel that the energy within the body, like, oh my God, there, the chakra system is so powerful. Like, people joke uh-huh. about it, but when you feel it and you've experienced this, these energy, energy centers in the body and how they link together, it's so real. Yeah. Um, and I do feel that that energy needs to be channeled up through and out. Um, and 
yeah, I've had in breath work too. Like there was one instance where I felt it like a rocket ship that, which is kind of the Kundalini energy mm-hmm. concept right. where it fucking blasts up <laughs> through the base of your spine right. into the third eye and you feel like you blast off. <laughs> totally. And I love that sensation. It's one of my favorite sensations. Um, wow. Okay. Um, Hmm. So the light language was coming through. Uh, It was coming to me while you were speaking that, and this is maybe conspiratorial. I'm definitely taking a leap, but like (laughs) when you unlocked to light language, what was coming up in my mind was that you were like activating dormant DNA. Meaning, have you heard about the theory that we only like 10% of our DNA is unlocked, like 90% of it is quote unquote junk DNA? (laughs) Yeah, I've I've definitely heard the junk DNA. Right. And I don't have proof of it, you know, (laughs) but I'm just thinking perhaps in that DNA there, there is ancient origins of those alien beings or wherever we come from and Mm -hmm. the, the Arcturian language is in there it's just like Mm. can you unlock that you know like can you enter such a state that we gain access to this junk dna yeah it's a fascinating concept to explore because uh, the dna just the structure of it is Mm -hmm. in like it's so sacred the spiral yeah yeah it's like in everything and so i think it's it's an interesting concept to think about okay is there like dormant dna that's just been almost like the subconscious mind remembers everything like Mm -hmm. from your whole life from the time you're in a womb and it's remembering and taking note and data of everything but then we don't remember we only have access to like 10 percent um consciously and then you have to get beneath the the tip of the iceberg to get into the subconscious i feel maybe yeah there's a similar situation happening with our dna because our dna has been passed down like generationally ancestrally like it there has to be memory Mm -hmm. of those ancient um generational uh codes so I do feel that that's that's a possibility, whether it is a language, a cosmic language or an ancient language. I don't know. I know. Or or it's me just speaking uh, in gibberish tongues I'm making up. I don't really care what it is. I mean, it would be nice to know eventually (laughs) what the truth of it is. But I just find it so cathartic and therapeutic. And it feels like a way I can move energy that's different than just speaking my English words. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. A couple ideas came up there, but one was that it's interesting how, you know, it it feels like the scientific way to kind of remain agnostic about Mm -hmm. these things like, like you are. Um, But Mm -hmm. I also think there's something to be said about personal truth, Mm -hmm. like deciding for yourself, something is real. Yeah. Instead of just remaining on the skeptic line. You know what I mean? And I think it's fair to be skeptical. I think it's a healthy muscle to express in daily life. But at the same time, when certain things just click into place, it's kind of like, I know now. Like, mm-hmm. I know. I know now. You know, like, mm-hmm. what would you say about remaining s- 
skeptical or or knowing or how do you feel about maybe knowing something you know like mm. for sure because it makes sense to me yeah well i i feel strongly that our perception of reality like is our personal reality um and that there's just infinite ways to view reality mm-hmm. so i feel there can be great benefit in believing in a personal truth because it's so deeply resonant and that's something that can support your life and understanding and knowing something on a personal level and i just for personally like i like to be a bit unattached to that because i I could be wrong like Mm -hmm. you know the human brain is like it just wants to latch on to all sorts of ideas and like we love as humans just biologically i feel like we we love to like make meaning of things and um it's like a human tendency but it doesn't mean that the the meaning is objectively true but i think there's very little objective truth in this (laughs) experience Mm -hmm. so um everything is through at least when when you're human on planet earth everything is being viewed through a subjective lens from your unique perspective. And I think that that's absolutely uh, fine to have like a personal unique perspective that you believe and, and have a, a a knowing within yourself and like being open to that or just having an awareness that at the end of the day, it it still is like a a subjective uh, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, just the awareness I think is everything because then we can get so dogmatic in our beliefs and that can cause division or like pushing beliefs onto others. And I think that's like where more gets a little more dangerous. Have you heard of the saying strong beliefs, like loosely held? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I can accept that I'm, I don't know it all and I can, I can lose an argument and understand why I lost it. Mm -hmm. But I also have a point of view that I feel strongly about, right? Yeah. And I did want to say this, um, and maybe circle back to the ketamine because we kind of departed from it, but I will say in most of your videos, <clears throat> again, you can entertain the fact that a fairy exists and that she can see this stick being. Mm-hmm. But like you, it's almost like you, al- you always reserve your full level of like immersion mm-hmm. to like, oh, I see it and you're right. Like, you Mm -hmm. you don't often say that. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Mm. But it's just like, I understand you're having that experience. Mm. But I'm not seeing what you're seeing. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm curious, has there been times when you were fully sucked in? And you were like, holy shit. Mm. Some freaking straight up magic. I can't explain. Yeah. Just happened. And I'm almost believing it. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I I think... (laughs) some of the most like synchronistic magical moments have not happened in videos Mm -hmm. and that I can't deny that. I feel like that's when I know like the universe is speaking directly to me slash I am literally co-creating this experience and there's no denying it because this, this, these situations can be freaky. Um, But I, when it comes to videos, Um, I mean, every single one has like shifted me 
spiritually and and expanded me. And I think like I've been just as much as I've been sucked into something, I have also maintained the awareness that like, okay, well, it could be this, but I feel like I now understand that um, the body, mind, and spirit are intricately connected. Right. And there are multiple avenues to unlocking that, the power of that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can come in many different forms. So, but the, the light language thing, like as much as I still question, like maybe I'm just making up gibberish, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so healing that, I mean, that's powerful, you know? Um, yeah. like I've done w- witch rituals that have like, <sighs> been yeah unexplainable where i'm remembering these like early childhood memories it's like deeply therapeutic and so this realm i think is just i've just realized it's a lot more practical Mm -hmm. than it's positioned as like in the mainstream it's positioned as woo woo but -hmm. it's like actually so much more practical when -hmm. you actually experience it yeah wow that's beautiful (sighs) yeah interesting <clears throat> well to circle back and kind of put a capstone on the ketamine journey um what would you say you kind of took away from it and as well i'm curious you actually answered me one time on a live stream which was awesome mm. when i asked you a question about ketamine um which was can you see why it's helpful for people with depression it's helpful for people with PTSD. It's mm-hmm. helpful for people in a rut. And, mm-hmm. you know, if if you agree that it's helpful for those things, why? Why would it be helpful for those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I feel that from experiencing like that, uh, a glimpse of that, specifically with depression, you're so inward and so like in a bubble of your thoughts rather mm-hmm. than experiencing the vastness and so i feel ketamine specifically um along with a lot of other psychedelics and plant medicine they they expand your view of reality Mm -hmm. and remind you of the vastness and the wonder and it takes you out of this little narrow bubble of me 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 into like oh i am like part of this oneness and that can be very comforting it can be a little overwhelming, but with proper integration, I think that's really important. Mm. Um, it is a beautiful reminder and expander. And then it's hard to stay in a state of like depression, anxiety, when you're connected <laughs> to something greater. And that's why the everyday practices of meditation, yoga, the natural tools I find to be so important because they kind of do that on a micro level constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you don't need to like <laughs> run off and do ketamine or ayahuasca because you're suffering so much, you know, right. like the maintenance of your mental health is the simple things on a day to day that yep. are natural and accessible. They just take discipline and commitment. Yeah, I've said that so many times about how to integrate the psychedelic experience, the best way to integrate it is to begin a daily spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of just keeps those channels open, you know, it's like you can have that ketamine experience uh, 
and float on it for weeks and months, the way we hear the stories about people doing, and just check in daily with a meditation um, and kind of reach those states because you have that reference point now. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do think for people in, a, in the correct group who are open to psychedelic experiences that aren't going to have adverse effects, it's helpful because prior to those, you don't know why to meditate. It's so hard. And it's like, why am I doing this? This sucks. This is boring. Like, I'm just having the same thought over and over. You don't know why it's worth it to sit longer, learn how to to redirect your mind, because you have no reference point. You have no source of inspiration as to what to attain, which is why I believe psychedelics are helpful. Um, But while we're on the topic of this, what is your kind of daily yoga meditation practice? I like to mix it up a lot, just like with um, working out. I feel you need to train the body in new ways. And if you do the same workout every day for five years, like you're not going to challenge yourself in new ways. So um, it really does shift, especially because my life right now is very nomadic and I'm moving around a lot and I don't have a lot. I have like routine in a sense, but like I am very intuitive about my practice. Um this morning I went to a yoga bar class, which is <laughs> not really yoga, but like the Shavasana at the end, I was laying there for 20 minutes in a liminal, um, state nice. in that in between state, like dreaming and just getting some deep rest that was needed. And then tonight I'm going to a breathwork and sound class. Um, and, um, I meditate with an app that are, I do quick meditations nowadays because of my schedule. <laughs> what is that? Um, five minutes, uh, five, 10 minutes. Sometimes it's longer. Like it just depends. Gotcha. It's very intuitive, but, um, I love guided meditations at night. I love like hypnosis meditations. Um, and yeah, it's kind of like a flow, but it's yoga for sure is like a staple. I would say. And then the meditation is a staple, but it's not like, okay, every day I'm doing this kind of meditation at this time. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Beautiful. Have you ever meditated with a red light? Like the red light therapy? Yeah. I, again, when I, I mean, I'm not, it's in my storage unit right now, but I have like a red light panel and Mm -hmm. I used to sit in front of that every day and meditate. I have one right down there. You can probably see it. Yeah, but I love them. I, I use it for meditation and, it, you know, I'm getting, of course, the benefit of the red light in that it increases like the cellular mitochondria and our skin and whatnot and the healing yeah. process. But also it almost, it's, it's like a sun. It's like mm. artificial sun, you know? <laughs> so it's like I'm sun gazing. Mm. Sun gazing is often mistaken for like you're staring at the sun with your eyes open. Like, no, you go <laughs> blind like that. Yeah. Sun gazing yeah. is like letting it hit you with your eyes closed and while it's in a certain angle in the sky. And yeah, at the very lowest point of the sun, you can look at it. But right. I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it for very long, you uh-huh. know. But I think yeah. sun gazing is misunderstood. And it's just interesting how like psychedelic. Uh, I keep saying psychedelics on accident. My bad. <laughs> My listeners know why. But um, the, the red light therapy is very helpful for uh, meditation. So definitely recommend that to other people listening that might not have tried it. Um, But I did want to, before we run out of time, get into this Wim Hof video. This was like your big initiation, no? It was definitely an initiation. (laughs) How was that? Because, you know, people listening, go watch it. 
Sky Life Wim Hof, look it up. Uh, it's so good. But dude, freaking when you jumped into that waterfall <laughs> water and then had that freak out, like I can't get warm. Yeah, I couldn't imagine because I get I do ice baths weekly, mm-hmm. but the degrees I'm at is like 40, 50. Like that must have been cold as fuck. But but how, how was that experience? You know, like meeting mm-hmm. Wim Hof and going through the training and climbing a freaking mountain with him and your swim swimsuit. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I felt like absolutely I was thrown in before being ready for that in any way, but that's the whole point. (laughs) And that was his entire teaching for our group specifically is like, there's never going to be like a good time. You're never going to be ready. It's either you sink or swim. You either survive or you die. (laughs) So like call on your mindset, you know, uh, and do what you got to do. He didn't, train us really the training was get in the water and figure it out which is honestly really empowering and effective but you got to be i think for our group like he sensed that we could handle that that wouldn't be what i recommend (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was crazy um and i i had honestly like an adrenaline crash after because your adrenaline needs to go so high to keep you alive Mm -hmm. um and because we were there for like a week of training and we're constantly just adrenaline like through the roof i had such a crash after of like just laying in bed and recovering that was needed. Um, but it just proved, I, I just like proved so much to myself that, wow, like my body and mind are so capable of so much more, um, than I, than I thought. And I remember when we were hiking specifically, we hiked Mount Shneska and we were in a blizzard Uh and I felt like I could die on this mountain. (laughs) But I just remember the presence I dropped into. It was like a meditative state where every breath was just getting me to the next step. Like, just Uh take the next step, just take the next breath. And the presence required in those states, I think, is the medicine. Is There's no other option. but to be so deeply present and that that teaches you so much in especially in severe discomfort Mm -hmm. as you mentioned early in the interview we're not here on earth to have like a (laughs) la-di-da pleasureful experience constantly that would be kind of boring um life is meant to have pain and challenge for a reason and it's learning how to deepen into the presence of that and really feel and deepen in that I think is what makes it, I guess, the lesson more potent oh, and the absolutely. learning and, and the growth. That's what really like expands that. Right. Um, you can't resist it or mm-hmm. else you will die. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Wim wouldn't let you die. He would put you up right over him and hustle, hustle you back down to the sauna or whatever he would do. I don't know. Take a he shot on the way down. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Awesome. So you stayed kind of in tune with the ice bath 
path. That's kind of yes. funny. I just made that up. Um, how, how does a nice bath make you feel, you know, and, and how do you use it in your, um, in your daily life? I, I still have a hard time getting in the ice bath. It's mm-hmm. still so challenging. Like every time it's, and it's like one of those things, you know, where if you don't work out for a while, you need to like build up your strength again. Yeah. And so it's, it's something that takes consistency. And luckily where I'm working right now, there's an ice bath. So I've been using it here, but being on the road, being nomadic, like the cold therapy becomes something that's like, okay, whenever it's possible rather than like a daily thing that I would do, you know, when I had an ice bath in my home. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's still super challenging for me, but that's the, the key is just getting in anyways. And I, I experience such a natural high on the other end. Like mm-hmm. I just Same. feel giddy. I'm like, ah, I'm just yeah. jumping up and down. It's like, you can't help but just make noise. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, I just feel this like surge of energy and giddiness. So that's why I keep doing it. hundred percent. Do you use uh, cold showers or at least get a cold blast at the end of your shower? Yeah, definitely a cold blast at the end of the shower. I find yeah. that is something that I've gotten very used to. That's yeah. not as like hard anymore. It's like a twenty percent ice bath, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, while we have a few more uh, minutes, I, I usually like to ask this to what I would think are you know prolific creators like yourself. Um, many times, people are struggling to get on this path. They know they want to do a thing, they just can't bring themselves to do it. Right? Um, for yourself. I feel like I recall you saying in one of your videos that you were suffering from a writer's block at a time, kind of like a, mm-hmm. I feel stuck. I'm just curious, like what would you would say to the audience that maybe is listening? That's like, I need some advice right now. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm inspired by you sky, but I can't do what you do, but you know, we, we, we can all do it if we just put our minds to it. But, but what would you say? Like mm-hmm. how to, how to break through those creative blocks? Yeah. Um, as much as I feel like, you know, everything does start with mindset. I feel like sometimes you have to just have your actions override the mental stuckness. Mm. It's like I've experienced feeling, yeah, I'm not feeling good or I'm going through this block. I don't want to do anything, but I'm going to just force myself to get out and go for a run and sweat, go to yoga. And then I feel like a world of a difference after. So I think it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. like I've had to override my resistance so many times to create these videos (laughs) and then it becomes a muscle. You just get good at like overriding your own resistance and then becomes easier. But my advice would be to start with, okay, what is the thing that excites you? Even if it's like a whisper of an excitement, like the one thing in your life that you're like, this okay, it excites me in some way, even if there's fear, it excites me to create this, or it excites me to try this and just commit to, to, to doing something in, in the direction of that one action, like an action item. And if you need to get an accountability partner, anything to override your own Mm. resistance to doing it, um, because the action will create more confidence like yeah. competence creates confidence Co- confidence doesn't doesn't like appear out of thin air <laughs> right. it has to be built mm-hmm. um 
So choose that one thing that excites you and do whatever it takes to take the first step. Mm, Love that. Well said. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Sky. I really appreciate it. Um, And thank you guys for listening. So to sign off uh, before the mic falls off the table, (laughs) um, how would you invite people to your show, you know, to follow you, to find more from you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Um, You can find my YouTube channel uh, called Sky Life on YouTube. And my Instagram and TikTok is at Sky Cowens. Um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you guys. We have a Discord community, which is super fun, uh, where we all talk about this stuff like in the chats and on um, live calls and events. So come hang out with us. Awesome. Let's go. I definitely <laughs> recommend everyone go dive into Sky's YouTube channel. I really enjoy it. And uh, thank you guys again for listening. And thank you, Sky, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Absolutely.